0: Welcome to Peterson's Bowhunting Radio, presented by Easton's new Ultra micro diameter Injection Arrows. Injection utilizes the new deep six standard for more big game penetration than ever before. Learn more about the injection today at www.eastonarchery.com. Now here's your host of Peterson's Bowhunting Radio, editor Christian Byrne.
1: All right, welcome back to Peterson's Bowhunting Radio. We are the voice of bowhunting. And we're always pleased that you've taken some time to be with us. Today's show is going to be right up your alley. If you are a high-tech bow hunter, this is going to knock your socks off. Uh, as you know, technology in the world of bow hunting just seems to be moving at warp speed and everything from uh, bow designs to the clothing that we wear, Uh The tree stands that we we sit in, everything is getting so technical and uh, obviously bringing a lot of advantages to the table. The gentleman that I have on the line today is on the absolute bleeding edge of technology in my opinion when it comes to to archery and bow hunting. Uh, That is uh, Mr. Bob Donahoe. Bob is the inventor uh, of the Velocitip Ballistic System and also the President and Chief Executive Officer of Full Flight Technology, the company that markets the VelociTip. Bob, thanks for being with me today.
0: It's great to be here, Christian. Thank you.
1: Um, VelociTip, really, really cool product. A lot of our listeners probably have never heard of it. It's relatively new. Uh, Just a quick thumbnail for those of you who aren't uh, familiar with the VelociTip. VelociTip is actually... Uh, an accelerometer that you have embedded into a field point you can screw that onto the end of an arrow Uh, go ahead and shoot that uh, at a target and then plug that field point which basically has a little computer inside of it into a docking station that connects to your computer and you can get all kinds of data about your bow from speed to energy uh, momentum you can even plot the trajectory of your arrows that's a real real quick uh, a sketch. Bob can obviously tell you a lot more, but it's a neat, neat product. We've had a chance to use it some here at Peterson's Bowhunting um, and probably is far and away uh, the best tool out there right now if you really want to get technical in analyzing your bow setup, your arrow flight, Bob, before we get into all the nitty-gritty of what the Velocity can do. Tell me a little bit about your own background in archery and in technology and how this whole idea to create the Velocityp system came about.
0: So I, I have a background in engineering. I've done engineering work, electrical engineering work for over 10 years, almost 15, and also have, um, since, had since gone back to school, got a law degree, worked in patent law, and had some sense for the fundamentals behind accelerometers and what they may or may not do. Between that and um, really getting into bow hunting in the mid-90s and um, being, a pat- being passionate about it and giving it a lot of thought, a lot of time in the stand, and I thought, well, today we're shooting through a sheet of paper to see how well a, a bow is delivering an arrow downrange. And, and with today's sensing technology, we've got to be able to do better than that. That was kind of the genesis. It's like, okay, it's performance measurement, and tuning that we can perhaps do with electronics on an arrow
1: and so so you kind of had this idea but then you had to create the thing and obviously everything in electronics you know the form factor just continually shrink 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 shrinks and that's been going on you know since the since you know the 50s or 60s or whenever you know consumer electronics really started to gain momentum and and it's just been getting smaller and smaller ever since so um, but you still had to find something that was uh, you know small enough to get inside a field point and then figure out how to how to make it all work.
0: Oh yeah it's a great challenge and a great point about form factor that was one of our biggest challenges uh, both form factor and durability and on the form factor side I think of you go back to your first bag phone and you look at today's smartphones, mm-hmm. I mean, electronics, like you suggest that's moved in the same direction. And so we, we are, it was kind of a perfect storm of circumstances. And we were at the right time and place that the sensing technology got small enough that we could put it in a field point. Then there's a whole issue of, okay, can we limit it to um, the weight of a, of a conventional field point? And is it going to stand up the durability? And it's not um, what we've ended up with. is not military grade, but it might as well be the way we've hardened it so that it can be used over and over again. Uh, I don't know if you have – I had no idea before we started how much force an arrow hits a target with. Every time that arrow slams into the target, there's thousands, it's actually thousands of Gs, G-force, that the arrow experiences. So our tip has to be able to hold up to that over and over and and the magnitude of that force is—you think about a a nitro um, funny car, or a nitro fuel dragster, or a rocket. I mean, al- al- along those lines, that's probably 10 g. And okay. here we are at 4,000 plus g every time we shoot the shoot the arrow.
1: And that's basically because the deceleration is so rapid, Bob.
0: It is over s- such a short distance.
1: So. Uh- Obviously, we all think as archers in, in feet per second, um, you know, so if I say my arrow's going 300 feet per second, that sort of means something to all of us and we can relate to that. But again, to draw an analogy, like you said, between a, a rocket or a jet or something, did you ever do any calculations to translate um like, how many miles per hour is 300 feet per second? Do you have any idea, just to kind of give a, an anecdote about how fast, you know, your arrow's going X miles per hour, and in, you know, half a second, it goes from that to zero?
0: I have honestly haven't. We've we've done a lot of um, looking at time of flight. I have a very good understanding of downrange, um, velo- not only velocity, but time of flight as the arrow travels, how long does it take to go 20 yards, 30 yards, et cetera. The deceleration side, the arrow is going to go, depending on the target, from you know 300 feet per second to zero in four inches, and that's that's why you get such high forces.
1: Gotcha. So, so you were able to to do that, and we, you know, we don't have to spend a ton of time on the, you know, the nitty gritty of the engineering. But suffice it to say, there was a lot of time and effort that went into, you know, designs and then testing and proving that out, and finally coming up with something that was uh, effective and durable. And so, your finished product, uh, the actual Velocitip itself, um, how much does it weigh? And uh, you know, how, how, how long is it and all that? Is it pretty similar in size to an actual field point?
0: It, it is. It's a um, 100 grains, it, and it attaches with standard threading at the end of any arrow shaft. Any shaft that uses a, th- a standard conventional threaded insert, it'll attach to. It's a little bit longer than most of your field points. Um, actually, I would compare it to, in size to a Rage broadhead.
1: Okay. So it's, yeah. about, it's about that long, the ferrule. It's basically just uh, just a long field point.
0: Right, right, gotcha. and it's, inter- it, it's interesting, and on the development side, what we did was really, it's truly pioneering. No one had thought, okay, let's put an accelerometer in an arrow, and if they had, whether they'd get anything useful out of it. So I ended up working for um, two years on a really full-time basis with a, un- a research university in Cork, Ireland. And these guys, I connected with them because they have a lot of experience in small form factor electronics and MEMS devices, so the first time... Um, what's, a,
1: what's a MEMS device for those of us laymen listening?
0: <laughs> that's a, a microelectronic mechanical device. It's a form of semiconductor. And at its simplest, the simplest way to describe it is that it's kind of like a balance beam or a teeter-totter. And there's capacitance or an electrical signal that changes with the direction of acceleration as the teeter-totter goes one way or the other. A capacitance can change. Okay. So that's how it operates.
1: Okay. So you worked with these folks, and uh, what were some of, the, some of the early, you know, successes or failures that you had in trying to get a, an accelerometer on the end of an arrow?
0: So the, one of the fun stories is the first – so, you know, I'd, I'd speak with them weekly, you know, on a weekly basis, and we go through the, the nitty-gritty, where are we at, what do we've got to do, how do we stay on schedule – and then it gets to the point, it's like, okay, we have some prototypes that are being manufactured. Well, who's going to test them? And the team over there didn't have any archers in it. And so they said, well, we're not, we can't shoot it. I said, okay. Um, and I, I wanted them to be present. So rather than ship hardware here, I um, flew over to Ireland with my bow in hand and uh, cleared customs, which was a good thing. They were, the, the people in front of me in line at customs said, you should, just tell them, you should have told them it was a musical instrument because I had a big hard side case. In any case, we cleared customs. They had set up um, shooting at a 90-meter mi- uh, range out in the countryside, and Ireland's mostly countryside, actually. Um, and so that was the big first, um, really, eureka or achievement. We, we, sh- we shot, we tested the basics of the system, and saw, okay, it can collect the data, and we can process it. So that was really a, that was a highlight for us.
1: Gotcha. And so you kind of proved your theory and, and went through a series of refinements and, and, uh, and obviously you've gotten to where you're at today with a with finished product that's available to consumers. When did the Velocitip system actually you know launch officially as product available to the public?
0: We sh- uh, shipped our first systems mid-year in 2010. We shipped those to some of the OEMs in the archery field. And actually we shipped to um, a small number of individual archers who had found out about us online and were very, um, I want to say hardcore, in terms of technology and precision, and they want—they got it in hand early too.
1: Gotcha. So yeah, I mean, that, and that's a really neat thing, you know, as we start to go into, you know, discussing the kinds of data that you generate with the Velocitip and what you use that for. Um, you know, you created something that a lot of the manufacturers, you know, leading manufacturers in the archery industry are using now for product testing and development. So, you know, it's probably not a stretch to say that the, the concept that you had and the product that you created as a result of it is in many ways responsible for accelerating, you know, the rate of improvement in the equipment that's available to all of us, uh, you know, when we go out to uh, the local pro shop or the Cabela's and, and pick that stuff off of the shelf. So, so thanks, Bob, for helping these companies make better stuff.
0: <laughs> no, it's, it's, it's a labor of love. Seriously, it's something that we, we're committed to archery and bow hunting and anything we can do with the technology to apply it. Um, one of the things we're looking at doing this year is trying to deliver, perhaps by year-end, um, a true consumer product. What we have now is, um, you know, quasi, it's easy to use but it's a quasi-scientific instrument, quasi-consumer product. And so we're working hard to um, try to get something with functionality into the hands of the end consumer.
1: And you're basically talking about that in terms of, in terms of price or, or functionality or, or what would really differentiate the two?
0: I think a combination of the two, both pr- um, lower price point and maybe more limited functionality but still provide value.
1: All right. Well, let's talk a little bit about the functionality. If I screw, I screw that velocity tip on the end of one of my arrows, okay, and I shoot that into a target and plug that uh, plug that little bugger into my computer. What kind of numbers do I get out of there?
0: Well, as you mentioned earlier, it's a host of information, and, it, and to kind of differentiate as to what, what might have been available before, it's the first system that will give you immediate feedback about your archery setup both at the bow and at the target for each shot so it's point and shoot and it'll provide uh, velocity at launch at the bow velocity at the target kinetic and then kinetic energy at the bow and at the target uh, momentum at the bow and at the target uh, retained energy a measure of really the dynamic efficiency of your your setup your bow setup and one of the things that we found over time to be very useful is time of flight and that's how long was the arrow in the air from the moment it left the bowstring till it hit the face of the target, and that's useful because when people want to argue or um, kind of determine well what's the flattest shooting setup that I can get out of my bow, for example? Well, time of flight will tell you that immediately, whichever arrow gets to the target quickest that's the flattest shooting arrow
1: Gotcha, and um you know one thing that you didn't mention uh it'll also measure drag, right?
0: Right, and that's really another differentiator. So the unit records three pieces, the the field point records three pieces of information. It records the moment the arrow leaves the string, the moment it hits the face of the target, and then it records at 3,200 times a second the drag or how quickly the arrow slows down between the bow and the target. That's what the accelerometer is able to do.
1: 3,200 times per second.
0: Right. Right,
1: and and you know this is getting a little deeper into the technology, but the reason I knew about Drag is last year, uh, when we conducted our head-to-head broadhead tests for the magazine, which we published in our um, our October and November uh, 2012 issues. And for those of you who are high-tech people, if you if you miss those, you can buy copies of those issues on our uh, our tablet editions uh, and see all the data we generated but you have a broad in addition to the velocity field point you've got a broadhead adapter that basically allows you to screw the adapter into the end of your shaft and then the broadhead in to the end of your adapter and it does the same thing that your regular field point does and measures all that data so when we shot those 25 different broadheads we were actually able to measure the drag on each one. Obviously the more drag the less aerodynamic the broadhead is and so we could actually provide a ranking of all those fixed blade mechanical heads and you could just look at the data and see which of those heads were the most aerodynamic, which was really cool. I mean there's probably no other way to get that kind of data absent the velocity system.
0: No, it's 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 interesting from an engine the engine back on the engineering side, you see Research papers come out of universities where they're doing modeling and uh, t- a mu- th- tens of thousands of dollars of equipment, high tech equipment, video, etc. And they still can't they can't provide it as precisely as we can measure it on the arrow.
1: Mm-hmm. Now, all this stuff is is really cool, um, but. You know, probably some people are listening and thinking, okay, you know, it sounds neat and and I, I can shoot this thing and I can get all these numbers. Uh, you kind of gave one example in terms of figuring out what the flattest shooting setup is. Give me some other sort of real-world examples of how, you know, you or I, as a, as a bow hunter uh, would use the Velocitip to tweak our setups, maybe improve our accuracy, make uh, equipment uh, decisions as far as what kind of arrows or broadheads or, you know, other equipment we might want to use?
0: Sure. So retained energy is something that one of our early customers said, you want to include that, and that's something we added, and that's, real, that's kinetic energy at the target divided by kinetic energy at the bow. And so that's really a measure of the dynamic efficiency of the bow and the arrow. And we have um, pro shop customers today who use it to test setups for um, arrow spine and front of center, um, arrow shaft length to get the most out of a given rig.
1: Gotcha. And so
0: that's, yeah.
1: So let's say, yeah, so for example, let's just take, uh, okay, my uh, Ahoy. I've got a carbon element. Let's just say I'm going to shoot this carbon element and I'm going to shoot it with, uh, you know, X arrow. So I can take that arrow, say, um, you know, actually, typically I shoot about 62, 63 pounds, 29 inches. And on mm-hmm. most of the spine selection charts, I'm usually pretty close to, to an edge, right? Between two spine sizes. So let's say I want to take both of those spine sizes and do a test with the same broadhead that I want to shoot. Okay, I can shoot both of those. Uh, I can shoot both of those arrows again with uh, maybe adding some additional weight to the front of the shaft with a higher FOC. Uh, Any, basically, combination, maybe some different vanes, different vein Mm -hmm. configurations. So I can do all of that. And as you said, you know, at the end of the day, that that data is going to tell me what's going to provide the most... uh, you know, bang for my buck at impact, if you will.
0: Exactly, and that's that's really one of the important things you said was among them was impact. You're you're going to get the information for downrange performance, terminal performance of your, your rig, and you, you can easily get it by again, you just have to hit the target. Um, and there's a premium today, of course, placed on um, velo- velocity and some and kinetic energy. Well, now we can easily deliver that information to the bow hunter for their rig um, downrange. And flight, the flight time for the system, it'll record up to a second of uh, flight time. So, And what does that translate into for distance? That's 70-plus yards downrange, even with uh, a conventional hunting setup.
1: Gotcha. So and I, I don't think there's very many people at least in terms of the hunting you know maybe you'd have some target archers out there who'd want to be able to record up to 100 meters of performance or something but for most bow hunters uh 70 yards is going to be more than sufficient than any anything we're going to try to shoot at a at a living animal out in the field
0: that's right that's right
1: so uh, so the with the velocity tip uh what kind of you know, changes or revelations. You know, have you stumbled upon as a result of the data that you found? Has there been any conventional wisdom that you found to maybe not hold up under the scrutiny of the kind of information that you're generating with your product?
0: I think one of the most eye-opening things, and, I'll, and generally, what I find when I use it, the system, or when customers use it, there are there are a lot of basic assumptions that we lose sight of or ba- really fundamentals that we lose sight of and one of the things that comes back to me is uh, trajectory so the tip will give you arrow trajectory and five yard di- steps for your rig based on the drag of your arrow shoot- shot as shot from your bow and when you look at the numbers what really strikes me is how quickly once you get beyond the set distance of your pin let's say you have a 30 yard pin and you shoot at the target in terms of uh, arrow drop. The arrow starts really screaming downward once you get beyond the target. So five yards beyond a 30-yard pin, you might be um, five inches or more, uh, a loss of elevation. And, and then the rise between the archer and the 30-yard target might be six or more inches. So what, it'll, what it makes you realize is that you have to make adjustment with a fixed pin or even once you set a single pin for, you know, added precision when you're, when you're estimating distance or when you, even when you know distance, you have to compensate because uh, the vitals on a whitetail are eight inches in diameter, let's say. And if you aim at the center of it and the deer's a little further, even only five yards further than the 30 yard pin, your pin setting, well, you, you, you're going to be under that. So, Mm So that's one. Of, that's one thing that has really jumped out is the importance of trajectory and how extreme it can be, and that's and that's an example of maybe a 260 foot per second
1: bow speed, um, conventional hunting weight arrow. So has that changed the way that you um, set up your sights or the kind of sights that you like to use?
0: Well, it's it's changed the way not only, I guess, set up the site, but how I use it. And if you're, again, whenever you have to estimate distance, um, whether it's a 3D course, or if you're in the field, I I guess it pays to hold a little bit higher than a little bit lower.
1: Okay. Yeah, it's not as easy as just, uh, you know, shooting the center of the gap all the time, especially at longer ranges.
0: No, no, and I compare it, I've talked to some um, really hardcore rifle hunters, and, and, they're, and they, they brought out, well, okay, what they refer to as shooting the pipe or minimum point-blank range with a gun. Well, there's a window, there's a, a max elevation and a min elevation, and with, a, a course of course, a bullet's very flat shooting as compared to an arrow. But you also have that possibility with an arrow for certain pin settings and within a range of distance. And you can figure you can figure that out using the velocity tip, so gotcha. you know your max elevation between you and the target, and you know when your minimum is let's say more than four inches, or your drop is more than four inches past the target.
1: Okay so what are some other uh, types of things that you've discovered like right now, it seems like a big trend in uh, You know, everyone's set up, and I I think for good reason, you know, is to go to a higher FOC and, uh, you know, get uh, faster uh, stabilization of the arrow in flight and more uh, energy delivered downrange. Is that something that you find to be, you know, that would be the conventional wisdom. Is that something you find to be true in the various testing that you've done?
0: You know, I've not had a chance to test do any comprehensive testing on foc and to kind of put things in context the last you know since we launched in 2010 we've we've done a lot of refinement constant constant effort to improve um, not only performance but user experience for the system and so it's what uh, what i've been focused on until really the last three months has been product development side of things and within the last three months, I've just started to work with a, uh, a fellow who's a Maine state champ in men's compound, Joe Wilkin, and he um, and I are starting to look at some bow tuning and more, um, I must say, practical, the practical application of the system for mm-hmm. the bow hunter and Absolutely. the target archer.
1: What kind of an impact do you see this type of technology having, you know, as you look forward uh, into the future, both in terms of You know, for the manufacturers in terms of product development and then the average archer, whether that be a bow hunter or a a competitive shooter.
0: Well, I think we're really at the tip of the iceberg. Um, This is a and, and I go back to the comparison with with the phones and the bag phone and how we've progressed to where we are today with a smartphone.
1: So you're calling your product a bag phone?
0: Um, no, no, but it, it, it's, going to be, it's, a, would,
1: it's going to be even better in a couple of years, right?
0: Well, it will. It will. That's, and that's really my point. This is um, really a, it's, it's a brand-new technology. And so what I think where it's going to take us, and this is really the goal from the start, is to the point where we can do electronic bow tuning using the system to collect information and give hard numbers to arrow performance, bow performance, overall performance of your setup – and using that feedback to get the most out of your, your setup, to select equipment, and actually to, um, for traditional archers to come up with um, improvements in form or consistency in form. So I think it's going to move to a true tuning device, and we're at the tip of the iceberg there today.
1: Now, you mentioned the possibility of perhaps coming out. Uh, with a more consumer-oriented product, uh, you know, maybe for 2014 or something like that. The the system that you have now with the the velocityp itself and the docking station that uh, plugs into your computer, what's the current cost to your system?
0: It's a $1,200 system, and what that um, delivers is the docking station, which has an integrated display, so you can get all your information without having to connect to a PC. The field point, which is a 100-grain field point, and the USB cable and software, so you can eventually, when you go back from the field or the range, um, go to your PC and download and create some spreadsheet-style reports with all the information in it.
1: And um, for folks who, um, you know, obviously not everybody is going to buy one of these things, Bob, but you mentioned various pro shops. I mean, that's really a potential um, secondary market, if you will, for... You know, or a bridge, you know, uh, between uh, your company and the consumer is that uh, if people are really interested in this, they may find that there's a shop somewhere in their area that has one of these things, and that may be a service that the pro shop provides. You know, right now, most pro shops will rent, you know, chrono time. You know, if you want to go shoot arrows through a chronograph, well, this could be a very similar thing. You can get, you know, 10 shots out of the velocity tip system for you know x dollars etc probably some people are already doing that
0: that's right and they they are and i think that's for someone who wanted to use the system today and unless they were in a situation it's really pro shop or maybe clubs but if an individual would like to get this type of information and uh see what they can do to improve performance out of their rig then i'd recommend that they go to a pro shop and see if they have it and if they don't um encourage them to get it so that they can use it for on a paying basis.
1: Sure. And is there, um, tell folks a little bit about how they can learn more about the Velocitip system. And then, you know, I know you've got uh, a a good website up and maybe you have some resources there for people if they want to try and, you know, see if there's any anybody in their neck of the woods that might have one available. Sure.
0: One, one way to stay uh, most current is through our Facebook fan page and the Spelling on the the um, company or the product is Velocitip, is V-E-L-O-C-I-T-I-P. And so it, that's the fan page on um, Facebook, and that's got the most current information. And the events that we're attending um, features some of the pro shops that are doing things. And then the website is velocitip.com. And as of today, we do not have a locator, but we're, we're working on that for um, pro shop locations. They can always contact us, too, at by email, info at velocitip.com.
1: Yeah, and you mentioned uh, events, too. I hadn't even thought of that. But, uh, yeah, I imagine you do get out to some of the larger uh, archery festivals and things like that. And maybe even there are opportunities for people who might be listening, listening. Um, you know, whether your club sponsors a big shoot or you're an organizer of a local, you know, ASA tournament or, or something along those lines, um, you know, obviously schedule permitting, but maybe by reaching out to you, Bob, you, you could um, maybe add some more dates to your calendar to get out and, and give people their chance to, to see how this thing works, uh, you know, uh, in person.
0: No, that's that's a great idea, and that's something we've done in a limited way, and I'd be happy to hear from people who want to try to pull that together because we'd like to do that.
1: Well, Bob, it uh, it really is amazing what you've done. You know, that's one of the things. I've said it before on the show. Uh, I know I'll say it again down the road. I have a term. uh, It's not my term, but applying it particularly in the archery industry is the unsung heroes. And what I mean by that is uh, every year – As we go uh, to the ATA show and we walk the halls, we meet with so many really brilliant people within the archery industry and, and most, the vast majority of whom are not household names, nor will they ever be, you know, um, Bob Donahoe is probably not going to be up there with Lee and Tiffany in terms of name <laughs> recognition anytime soon. But, you know, when I talk to people such as yourself or, you know, uh, another, you know, one of the engineers from the bow company who was largely responsible for developing, you know, that year's top model that, Tens, Mm -hmm. tens of thousands of people will be out in the field hunting with, or somebody who created a revolutionary broadhead design that's going to be responsible for, you know, taking down however many animals, you know, and and trophies. Um, You guys are the ones, really, that do more for us than than the the celebrities, if you will, not that I have anything against those folks, but it 's just neat to see the inside behind the curtain view of, of the industry, so I do thank you. I mean I realize you have some uh, enlightened self interest I guess in doing all this, but nonetheless, nonetheless there 's nothing wrong with that because we all benefit so I really appreciate it and and I appreciate the assistance that you 've provided us here at peterson 's bow hunting with some of our testing, and we're looking forward to you know, putting the velocity system to work even more in the future as we try to bring the very best in, in product testing coverage and really useful objective data to our readers so that and they can use that information and rely on it to make, you know, their decisions about how they're going to spend their hard-earned money and what they're going to take into the field.
0: That's great. You just let me know. Um, If you need any assistance or have any information you need from our end to help you execute on that.
1: All right, Bob. Well, it was great spending time with you today. Uh, I continue to wish you all the best of success and, and, uh, you know, just continue to keep us posted on the latest uh, coming from uh, with the Velocity system because it's a great tool for for archers.
0: I sure will, and I thank you for having me on the, the show.
1: Hey, you got it. Anytime, man. I really appreciate it. All right. Be good. Yep.
0: Thanks for listening to Peterson's Bowhunting Radio, presented by Easton's new ultra micro diameter injection arrows. For more information, pick up a copy of Peterson's Bowhunting Magazine on newsstands now.